gracefully. I wake up every morning with a purpose and I see beauty every day in this journey. Learn and to hold your head up high and be brave. It might be a bad hair day. You might see wrinkles that weren't there yesterday, but just hold your head high, be brave, and you smile and laugh. Something else that I want to include in this podcast, it's aging gracefully. Some of you compliment strangers and believe in the power of simply being kind. And oh yeah, we'll talk about the right clothes that make you look good. Thank you so much for joining us today on Coming Home with Barbara McKay. I am not Barbara McKay. Uh, My name is Andrew and I am Barbara McKay's producer, but we are going to have so much fun on this show. Barbara has so many special guests and so much inspiration and hope to pass along to everyone listening. So we hope that you will join us each week. And now I will turn it over to the one and only Barbara McKay. And I'm Barbara McKay. I'm so excited that you've decided to spend part of your day with me for our inaugural podcast. I've been a guest on podcasts before, but I've never hosted one. So this is going to be a really fun experience for me. But more importantly, it's going to be a journey for all of us. You know, during my time in the media, I've had the pleasure of meeting so many of you in person, and I always love that. And for those that I haven't met yet... I want this to be our way of spending time together each week. We have a growing list of special guests who will be joining us to talk about the topics that matter to you, including faith, number one in my life, family, food. Mm -hmm, I love my food. And of course, I love my fashion and our furry friends. So we're going to be talking about my favorite F words. In my case, it's faith, family, food, fashion, and furry friends. And aren't those the things that make our lives better? I know I wouldn't have anything without my faith, and I certainly can't live without delicious food and, oh, my fun fashion. But family is where it really all begins, and we can tie all of these other parts of our lives into the importance of family, no matter where we come from. Don't you think? Some of you may already know this, but I have my family to thank for being here right now. When I wrote my book, Coming Home, Recipes and Reflections from a Life in the Spotlight, it was my children that encouraged me to take the step and start writing. Now, I've published six cookbooks, but I've never done a memoir. My children, Elizabeth and Michael, have been a huge inspiration in putting this book together, and both have helped me get it on Amazon, where we've had the pleasure of sharing it with so many of you all over the country. So here's how this book came about. I had a horrible accident, and I broke my jaw in three places. I lacerated my face. I had to have surgery. And when I returned home from surgery, I had a blinking light on my phone. I called my radiologist and learned that I also had breast cancer. So with bandages everywhere, a helmet on my head, my jaws wired shut, and breast cancer and treatments for that, my children came home and said, okay, looks like you're not going anywhere for a while, so now it's time to write that book. And they reminded me that I always said, okay, no matter what is going on, find a blessing in it, find something to make it good. So they said, okay, here's your chance, write the book. And so I did. And to my shock and surprise, it has won national and international awards. I truly, that's not false modesty. I truly was amazed that it won these awards. And one of them was for the 
finalist in the Indie Lifestyle Book of the Year. I was then reminded that it's supposed to be that mothers know best, but in my case, looks like my children knew best. So out of something really terrible, we got this all done. So Coming Home, Recipes and Reflections from a Life in the Spotlight is the title of my book, which you can also check out by visiting my website at barbaramckay.com. And it's the title of this podcast. But what does coming home really mean? Why do we find such comfort in coming home? I'm reminded of a time in my life when I had moved to Newport, Rhode Island, and that city, known for being the home of the historically rich and famous, is far, far away from the community of 500 people where I was born in rural North Carolina, and I was raised in the sweet small town of Shelby, North Carolina. I am so grateful for the wonderful people, the people of faith and values in a small town. And it sure is against all odds that I would venture from my rural small town life to doing TV for decades, traveling the world, sharing stories from exotic places, and interviewing celebrities and even royalty. In the memoir portion of my book, I talk about the challenges that I faced, that first big move, living so far away from my little southern town. And it's funny because New England and the South really have more in common than most people realize. But that experience was one of many that made me realize the real value of coming home. So whether traveling to cities around the world to do stories or interviewing celebrities or just heading home after spending some time in a TV studio every day, there's just something so very comforting about coming home. You know, over the years, I've had the pleasure of meeting people from A-list fashion designers to local restaurant owners and my friends and neighbors in the Carolinas. I've come to see that this feeling is something that's universal. It applies to all of us, everyone wants to feel at home. Because home is where the heart is. And as cliche as that sounds, it's so true. The people and experiences that shape our lives all begin at home. My mother is the one who encouraged me all those years ago to audition for WBTV. And back then, a woman's options were limited to flight attendant, teacher, and nurse. Well, I tried my hand at two of those, and each one of them taught me something about the value of coming home. And speaking of coming home, I was home with my baby girl, and my mom came to visit. She looked at me and said, oh, you look terrible. You need to do something with yourself. I was enjoying rocking my baby girl in front of the TV, and she looked at the TV, and she said, you know, that's what you could do. She picked up the phone book and called WBTV and handed me the phone and said, ask for an interview. And I did. And shockingly, they gave me the interview. I learned later from the producer of the show that she was given a call by the woman who did the interview and was told that maybe she should meet me. And the producer said, well, how many markets has she been in? How many shows has she hosted? And Anna, the interviewer, said, well, she's never been on TV except, no, wait, she did dance on the Mr. Bill show when she was six years old. (laughs) And the producer said, I do not talk to people that walk in off the street. And Anna said, well, maybe you should talk to this one. And I did the interview and I was horrible. I was so horrible that I didn't watch TV for six weeks. And then suddenly a letter came and it said, yes, you were pretty bad, but there might be some 
something, some kind of potential under there somewhere. And that's where it all started. They gave me a chance. My mother gave me some boldness, and I did it, and I've been there ever since. I'm still going back and doing guest things. I'm still going back and hosting, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience and ride. So don't be afraid. Even if you think you can't do it, you probably can. And of course, raising children while working my busy career at WBTV meant I had to juggle my home life and my work. But as busy as I was during my many years spending time with all of you on TV in the Charlotte community, I always made time for my family at home. And really, when I think about it, my TV family that I love to connect with each day on top of the day on WBTV, you all became a part of my home and family too. So coming home meant spending time with those I love so dearly, even if it was through a television camera. All of you invited me to come into your homes, and I've been so honored to have that experience, even all these years later. And that leads me to the first F word on my list of topics that this podcast will cover, and that's faith. And this is the thing in my life that really keeps me going. In fact, I talk about the power of faith all the time. When I get up in the morning, the first thing I do, of course, is thank God that I got up in the morning. And I then say, I can't wait to see what you have in store for me today, Lord. And it's so interesting by starting my day like that and focusing on the fact that He's going to make some good things happen in my life. I notice them. It brings to my consciousness all throughout the day, every time a little good thing happens, I think, oh, was that it? Oh, that was fun. And then at the end of the day, I think about the blessings that happened all throughout the day. So it just keeps me in touch with my faith all day by starting it with, I can't wait to see what's going to happen today. Just don't let me mess it up. And then I end the day with going over in my mind the good things that happened. I kind of brush the negative things aside or maybe just ask ask for help for some of those. But I mainly try to focus on the positive. And it makes my day all day better. So I can always find something to be thankful for. And I bet if you stop and think, you can find so many things to be thankful for, even on those bad days. And of course, I've had plenty of those too. You know, we need to celebrate each other's blessings as we celebrate our own. And out of all the famous people that I've met, some of the people who seem to carry the heaviest burdens were the people you'd never suspect. I would talk with people who everyone else thought were on top of the world, but they were going through the same things that everyone else was going through. My faith has carried me through many, many difficult times, and I have experienced so many miracles. I share in my book a profound experience that happened when I was 11 years old. It was a tragedy. But from that tragedy, I learned the power of prayer. I learned that miracles absolutely do happen and that God has the power of the final say in everything, no matter what the experts say. That childhood experience has helped me face challenges my entire life. The tragedy turned into a gigantic blessing. I was told that I could never be a mother. I still remember how crushed I was at that news. I had always wanted to be a mother. And when doctors were telling me it wasn't possible, I just didn't believe that devastating news. I kept my faith. 
I learned that when I was 11, and I knew that if God wanted me to be a mother, I would be. God has his way of making provisions, even when things seem impossible. And after my daughter Elizabeth was born, and the doctors agreed that she had been a miracle baby with no medical explanation at all for my pregnancy, and not to even think about having another one, God wasn't done showing me his power yet. I've kind of made a habit of beating the odds in my life. And then another miracle happened. I had my son, Michael, and both of my children are so incredible. The lessons that God has shown me through my faith and my family are often things I can't even put into words. So now let's talk about one of my very fun F words, and that's fashion, my passion for fashion. My mom was very instrumental in creating this passion. She dressed me in these wonderful little outfits, including coats and hats and gloves and other accessories from my birth. My very first job was modeling for Belk department stores when I was six. She used to say, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. You know what? That is so True. The things we wear are only one part of fashion, because for me, it's about how you wear something and how you carry yourself when you feel good about how you look. While I want everyone to feel comfortable with what they wear, I also love to encourage the people that I meet to have fun with clothing and fashion and makeup and hair. God gave us individual bodies and faces and personalities. And I think he wants us to use those to bring joy to others and enhance the experience of being alive. So I've had a love for fashion my whole life. And even today, I still make it a point to look good and feel good wherever I go. I've also had the pleasure of meeting world-famous fashion designers like my friend, I'm so proud to call him friend, Oscar de la Renta. Did you know that he is one of the sweetest, most down-to-earth people ever? He looked like a prince to me, but he was so down-to-earth. He and I met while I was working with WBTV, and my husband and I used to host a fashion show for Belk, and Oscar spent the day with me going from taping segments to my live show to my radio show, and we even shared a pimento cheese sandwich that day. And then I was fortunate to have had lunch with him shortly before he died. And that time, it was a little more than a pimento cheese sandwich. Oh, such special memories of that special man. Out of all the people I've met multiple times in my career, including celebrities like Bruce Willis and David Letterman and, oh, Debbie Reynolds, that was a special day. John Candy, Kevin Costner, and so many, many more. Few had me starstruck like Oscar did. Maybe that's because I'm such a big fan of his, and I was really taken by his beautiful, wonderful grace. Oh, speaking of pimento cheese sandwiches, I have a recipe for homemade pimento cheese in my book, along with over 126 other delicious recipes. Now, my criteria for choosing those from the thousands that I've prepared on TV locally and regionally and nationally was that they had to be absolutely delicious. The prep time had to be 30 minutes or less, unless it's something very special. And the ingredients had to be easy to find. So that's what you can expect from the recipes. And if you haven't picked up a copy, you can search for Coming Home and Barbara McKay on Amazon. But I also have a link to it on my website at barbaramckay.com. Oh, and that has me thinking about food now. And if you know me, that food has played a huge role in shaping my career. 
during my time hosting my noontime talk show on WBTV for all of those years, one of my favorite parts of that entire experience was cooking for all of you. I still get so many comments from people of all ages, from age 8 to 100, literally, who loved cooking along with me and learning. And I still love to cook, and I still try new recipes and different ways of preparing favorite dishes. And many of you don't know this, but there was so much that went on behind the scenes to prepare the different segments that we produced on top of the day. Most days when my kids were in school, I put in long hours at night and early in the morning so that I could have everything prepared for my audience and still see my kids off to school and be there for them in the afternoons. So you see, there we go again. Everything comes back to family. And I know that some of my younger viewers would have rather been anywhere but stuck in front of the TV watching me cook. But moms and grandmas across the Carolinas tuned in. And you know what? Some younger people are coming up to me these days and they say, Barbara, I hated having to watch you when I was little. I wanted to be watching cartoons or playing outside. But I'm glad now that I did because you helped me develop a love for food and for cooking. And you know what? That is such a compliment. Knowing that I have helped cultivate a desire in people for good food is so very gratifying. We all have to eat, and I love adding to that experience for so many people. When I wrote my book, I started going through all of the recipes that I had in my head and that I have written down over the years. It really drove home the point that cooking is so much more than just eating and filling our tummies. It's about the experience of creating something. Being in the kitchen is such a magical experience when you have a goal in mind, but even when you're just trying things out and experimenting, it's a wonderful feeling to watch your creation come to life. And yes, there are going to be plenty of times when you try something out and it just doesn't work. But you know what? Just like life, it's all about the journey. I've had a wonderful time hearing from people. This is one of my favorite comments from the book who watched from people who watched me years ago. And they have said, my husband doesn't know who I am. I got your new book and I'm back in the kitchen cooking again. They're so amazed. And their husbands are so amazed that they're enjoying cooking again. And I'm glad that the book helped that happen too. I encourage everyone out there, no matter who you are, to give cooking a try. If you're feeling unsure of where to start, my book includes some very simple recipes that are easy to follow. And I also have some recipes on my website at barbaramckay.com. Hey, you know what else brings joy to our lives? Our pets. Oh, I love our furry friends and family members. Whether you're a dog person or cat person, a llama person or whatever, pets fill a need in our lives that's hard to put into words. Maybe it's the unconditional love that animals bring to our lives that draws me in so much. It's almost like God uses animals to teach us about how to love one another without placing conditions on that love. I've had so many wonderful furry friends over the years, and I know you have too. Mine have always taught me some astounding lessons about faith. And I know there's some debate and disagreement out there over whether pets go to heaven when they cross the Rainbow Bridge, but I have experienced some things in my life that I believe absolutely prove beyond any doubt that yes, our furry friends do go on to heaven. And God sends us reminders from time to time to show this. He loves all his creations. 
I have a few stories about these experiences in my book, but one of the most special ones involved my cat, Peeve. Yes, I had a pet, Peeve, named by my wonderful radio personality friend, John Hancock. Peeve was a beautiful orange tabby cat who just showed up at our house one day, and he just never left. And we adopted him into our family, and Peeve was such a joy despite being somewhat of a curmudgeon. Peeve was with us for 16 years before it was time for him to go. I was so heartbroken when Peeve finally crossed the Rainbow Bridge. Well, Peeve had this routine that he used to do where he would make a racket at the door to be let out as soon as I sat down with my coffee and newspaper in the morning. And when I finally would get up and let that cat out no sooner than I closed the door. He would start meowing to get back in. And I think maybe he was playing a game. I think I could hear him snickering at how he had command over me. Well, after Peeve passed away, we got another lovable cat named Gray. And I have more stories about Gray in my book, too. But one day, when I was feeling especially sad about Peeve's passing, I prayed. I prayed for God to please give me a sign that Peeve made it to heaven. I wasn't sure about him. (laughs) And this prayer wasn't one where I was questioning my faith or anything. I think it was more out of a need for comfort. Shortly after that, I walked into the kitchen, and Gray, the new cat, was staring at me. When I got the paper, he leaped on it, just like Peeve used to do, and then he bolted for the door, meowing, just like Peeve used to do. Now, keep in mind, Gray had never, ever acted this way before. I slowly opened the door to let Gray outside, and he flopped around on the mat in front of the door, meowing and meowing, just like Peeve used to do. And once back inside, Gray was his old self. And he has never acted like that since. It was just that one time shortly after my prayer for comfort. I think that was a sign from God that our pets do go to heaven. And that really does bring me comfort and joy. I've had other encounters like that. And I firmly believe that our furry friends will be there waiting for us in heaven. Just like a member of the family, our furry friends really are what makes a home feel like home. And coming home to our human family or our furry family members can change your whole outlook on life. I know that's been true for me, and I suspect it's been true for you, too. I want to thank you so very much again for joining me and for spending part of your day with me. My goal with this podcast is to share some of my amazing experiences with all of you. And I have some incredible guests who will be joining me soon to share their stories of faith, family, fashion, food, and furry friends. For more information about my book, you can visit my website at barbaramckay.com and you can also look for it on Amazon by searching for Coming Home, Recipes and Reflections from a Life in the Spotlight. Aside from 128 recipes in the book, I also share some of my life story from being a small town girl in Shelby, North Carolina to interviewing movie stars on the red carpet in Hollywood. It's been a wild and wonderful ride and I'm not even close to being done yet. Next week, I'm really excited because that's when I will begin having guests on the podcast. And my very first guest is a favorite, wonderful friend. Her name is Teddy Orr. Teddy is a singer and an actress. She has a daughter who is a model, very successful one in LA. And Teddy also teaches Bible study. She's a leader and an author and a retreat speaker. She's even worked with the Children's Law Center in Charlotte. And now she lives in Texas. So 
we're going to talk about that Texas fashion that is so in style right now. All kinds of fun things, all the F words that we'll talk about with Teddy. So she has a lot of inspiring stories, and I know they will resonate with you. She's simply a joy to speak with and to learn from. So I'm looking forward to talking with Teddy, and I know that you will enjoy hearing her experiences and her journey as a woman of such strong faith. And I would love to hear from you as well. You can connect with me on Facebook and on Instagram, and you can always contact me at barbaramckay.com or email me at barbara at barbaramckay.com. We're going to have so much fun each week on this podcast, and I would love to hear about the topics that you would like to discuss. You can always check out the latest episode of Coming Home with Barbara McKay on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. And we're also going to be on YouTube as well. So thank you again. And until next time, remember a favorite quote of mine from a favorite person, Dolly Parton. And she always said, if you want that rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. So this is Barbara McKay, sincerely yours, signing off.